It is tournament time, and we are starting with the conference tournament. We've got already some winners advancing to the next round, and we'll talk about those. And predictions about who might meet in the semifinals. Will it be Carolina and Duke again? Some people are saying Carolina's not even going to get that far because they're going to get a little too excited about the win they had Saturday. Can a Duke just run with the whole thing? We'll find out on today's show. We've got A.J. Black in the building. A lot of college hoops to talk about. Let's get it. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now and tell them that Locked On sent you. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, each and every day. Thank you so much for making me your first listen. And each every and every day, I happen to have co-hosts that join me, and it's Wednesday. So we have AJ Black in the building, Locked On Boston College host. And I'm sure he's feeling good about the Eagles because they just came up with a big win in the first round of the men's ACC basketball tournament. AJ, how are we feeling? Oh, it was a great game. I'm yeah. just glad. I mean, I I was saying going into this this tournament, if BC can win one game, it adds to the um, all the positive vibes that are coming out of the season for BC basketball. Which I mean, right. if you're looking at a team that's won 12 or 13 games, you know, like uh, they're still 13 and 19, but. It, it, it definitely removes a lot of the stink that BC had on them. And yeah. really, Earl Grant, again, he, BC hasn't won an ACC tournament game since 2017, 2018. Yeah. For them to go out to beat and beat a team. And I know it's Pitt, and Pitt's awful. But um, just to win that game was was big for the program. Absolutely. And, you know, when you think about, you know, first years, we talk about Hubert Davis in his first year winning 20 plus games and you scale it maybe to Coach Grant and his 12 to 13 wins this season. I know people are like, well, Hubert Davis has had way more talent. But if you're just talking about Grant and what he maybe means for the energy of Boston College basketball right now, do you feel like the future is bright for them? Absolutely. Uh, and I'm not coming across as like a complete honk here, but just look at the, <laughs> look at the statistics and what he's put out there and no, what he's yeah. done. And what he's done with what he has. I mean, going into the season, Boston College, most pundits, and I'm sure if you rewind the tape, many of us here on the ACC network here on Locked On, um, were thinking BC is not going to win an ACC game. Yeah. Then Because you looked at that roster. They lost five of their starting, uh, their their leading scorers. They brought in a whole bunch of transfers and under-recruited guys. And what do they get? They get Jaden Zachary, who turns into – a stud. I mean, this kid came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and plays really good defense, good shooter. You, he, he figured out the, the key to fixing Makai Ashton Langford and James Karnick um, and gets the team performing. And I think, yeah. you know, the fact that they're going to leave this year probably with seven ACC wins and some momentum. I mean, they're bringing in, depending on what recruiting service you have two to three, four star recruits next year. There's actually, for the first time in a long time, excitement about this basketball program, and it's well-deserved. Earl Grant's a slam dunk hire for BC. 
Yeah, I completely agree. And if we're looking at things, I mean, we're on a two-year two trajectory. Coach Forbes won ACC Coach of the Year in his second year. Maybe Coach Grant is on the track to win if he gets yeah. it right in the transfer portal and they have a really good season because they were in a lot of games that they ended up ultimately losing. I think it's just a matter of getting the right guys to gel and doing it quickly. So taking a page out of Coach Forbes, was we might be having a different conversation next season. I don't know if we'll get ACC Player of the Year, but you never know. Crazier I mean, things have happened. <laughs> I mean, all be one of the big things BC lacks is a scorer. Like yeah. you look at what they have, and you had Brevin Galloway, who was supposed to be a three point shooter, but he was playing on a knee and a half. As um, Earl yeah. Grant said, he was playing on a knee and a half, and you yeah. could tell like he just didn't have his legs under him, and he shot poorly all year long. Um, if they could go out there and address that, either with a recruit, uh, you know, they got some of those kids coming in. I don't know how they are in terms of, of, of you know, r- range shooters, but if they could get one of those kids or as you said, transfer portal, there's plenty of guys out there to fill that role. Then maybe that you are talking about a team next year that is a bubble, bubble, bubble team for the con uh, for the NCAA tournament. And that would be humongous for this program, especially since they got a new practice facility being built right now. No doubt. Okay. So if anybody wants, Alondez Williams to make your way to Chestnut Hill. We're good to go. We got it set. And so yep. let's talk about their first win, 66 to 46, beating Pitt in the first round of the ACC tournament. A lot of the Tuesday games are usually forgettable, but of course, picking up a win for BC is great. But on the other side of Pitt, now they're facing an offseason where they have a huge buyout. Coach Capel is more than more than likely staying. I don't know how you, you know, convince me that you need another season. Especially, I mean, so it's fifteen million dollars <laughs> is his yeah. his buyout. I mean, that's insane. Right. And but on that side, you're saying, okay, financially, it makes no sense to get rid of him. But then he goes out there and throws all his players under the bus. I, did you read what he said after the game? Yeah, it, it I, was. I need bad. better players. Yeah, I was like, holy crap! <laughs> like, really? Like, you just I, don't ever say that. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but you need to have a little bit more nuance than that. Um, and he just literally, and and the team quit. Like if you watch that game around the time that, uh, Hughley, uh, was on the bench with foul trouble, Mm -hmm. Pitt just quit. And then they had that, uh, technical foul flagrant foul on their point guard. Um, that really just turned the game on its head. And they, they're just a program right now that is, and they were talking all about it on ES on the ACC network. Yeah. They just, they're not what they're supposed to be. They're stuck and they just look listless out there. I mean, Mm -hmm. Hughley, if you put some guys around him should be a good enough player to get your team, especially in a down ACC league to do some things, but everyone around, I mean, he has nothing on that team right now. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And you know, I think more than just what Capel is doing with the program. Sometimes we look at the university as a whole and pit right now, when it comes to football, highs of the highs ACC champions they're living the life they're riding that Kenny Pickett train for all it's worth maybe you know we're used to seeing sometimes the football coach advocating for the head basketball coach I'm wondering how separate those are over there in Pittsburgh and maybe they haven't really had a chance to be cohesive or maybe coach Cable just lives in a world of his own and he's just like a Duke adjacent and he needs to go back home he needs to figure out how to be on coach you know Shire's staff and maybe just be a basketball advisor regroup maybe return to his love of the game it just seems like he's used to having quote-unquote excellence and not being not having that at Pitt has probably deterred him and maybe he Mm -hmm. just needs a break (laughs) a 15 million dollar break (laughs) yeah no i i I get you there like you you know 
it's easy to recruit when you're wearing the big blue D on your, on your, on on your vest. When you have to, when you have to bust your butt and recruit for a program like Pitt, which does have, it does have a history there. They've been a big program, but you have to be able to sell it because they've, they've kind of just like Boston college has been mired in the muck for a while. Mm -hmm. You need a coach that can go out and sell the program. And capable is not doing that right now. He's, I mean, he has zero recruits coming in next year. So this is <laughs> like, he's going to have, he's going to have to do what Steve Forbes does, but Steve Forbes has all the, all the momentum going there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in terms of selling it to transfers, right? who's going to want to play for Pitt right now. I mean, you, I mean, all, all it's going to take is one other opposing coach to press the play button on his post press conference today and say, do you want to play for that? And that's right. it. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. So Boston College will face Wake Forest on ESPN tomorrow or tonight at two. Well, I should say this afternoon at two thirty in Brooklyn. It's, it's been a good run for the Eagles, or do you think they can upset the Demon Deacons? Nope. <laughs> the, <laughs> I have no. I I can't wait to see what the bet online uh, line is on this yeah. game. Yeah, BC lost eighty-seven to fifty-seven, and I was going. I went back to thinking, I'm like, were they missing somebody? And I went, nope, they had everybody. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty, but you know what? It's all, um, this is all, you know, it's all gravy at this point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you won one game, you go in and, and put up a fight maybe, but I right. wake's got a ton of momentum right now this and they've true. got way more shoot. You know, BC can hang with teams that try to muck it up or try to play dirt, you know, you know, defensive minded games when right. they play against teams that can shoot the lights out of a building, they get blown out. And yeah. wake is that is wake, you know, wake football and wake basketball. They're both, <laughs> you know, they're both high octane teams. And yeah, um, I don't, I don't think BC has much of a chance here. That's and, I, true. And, I, and I want to be positive, but you know what? Okay. At the end of the it day, it is what it is. It is what it is. You hang your head high and, and, and move on to next year. That's yeah. The only, yeah, the only bright spot for Boston College, they're playing with house money. I mean, Wake Forest knows they have to win this game if they want to be in anybody's NCAA tournament. And so, yep. you know, you got a team that's playing a little bit desperate, maybe a team that has nothing to lose. So it could be interesting, yeah. but ultimately I feel like the Demon Deacons are going to pull it out. And we got some other games that we want to talk about here in just a second. But I want to remind you guys that, you know, it's a time of year to get really fit. And more importantly, the summer, you want to get that body right. Summer bodies are made in the winter. It's still winter. Technically, spring is about 15 days away. So why don't you try a delicious Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Low calorie, high protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to any candy bar, which usually has about 240 to 30 grams of sugar. Just not that good for you. You can have a built bar that could be mint browning, coconut, coconut almond, any delicious flavor you can think of. I'm pretty positive that built bar either has made it or it's on the way. It'll be delicious and it certainly will be good for you at built bar. They are the best tasting. Go to build.com, use promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your order. Again, using promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we are in the thick of March Madness, and I love brackets, but I can't always remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. NCAA, NCAA single game pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid 
fantasy between fantasy and sports gambling. The simple sleep gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what daily fantasy was meant to be. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports fix. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com. 100% deposit match when you do. That's stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So we're rocking and rolling here. AJ Black locked on Boston College, and we are talking about the ACC men's basketball tournament. As mentioned, Boston College picked up a win, and now it is time to talk about NC State and Clemson. PJ Hall figuring out, you know, hey, NC State doesn't do well with big men. Might as well keep the train rolling. The 70-64 to 64 victory for the Tigers is a big one as they continue to roll and have a great opportunity to continue in this tournament. Did we expect this? Is it about time we just end, stop the bleeding for NC State? Yeah, I think this season was just, <laughs> I think it was just about time for that season to end for that that poor squad. Um, you yeah. know, I, I, I don't read too much into this. I think that's just, a, a you know, every team, like, you know, a mid-major team, mid-level ACC team is going to have their up and down years. Mm-hmm. You know, their their head coach is great. I think they'll, they'll, they'll recover from this and uh, move on. But I, I want to say that Clemson, I I think Clemson could be a, a scary team in this in this in this tournament. Absolutely. Um, you know they they're they're hitting lightning in a bottle at right right at the right time. They've won four in a row. They beat Wake Forest. You know they've got some big wins in there. Um, they could be a, a scary team and a tough out for um, you know the rest of the tournament. Yeah, I agree. And I think you know they play Virginia Tech tomorrow at seven p.m. on ESPN two and Virginia Tech team that of course has some senior leadership, but unfortunately. At the wrong time, you can catch Virginia Tech slipping. So I think Clemson, while they're using all this momentum with Nick Honor, P.J. Hall, and company, it's about that time. Maybe they sneak up and get all all the way to the semifinals. Maybe they face Duke. You know, I think it's going to be really fun to see how well they do because I think it just speaks to where this program is. We used to talk about Clemson basketball as a joke, right? You saw them play. You you knew you were going into Little John and getting a W. Now you're going to have to fight for that. You're absolutely going to have to do your work in order to beat them. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see. And I, you know, talking about NC State, first time they've they've lost 21 games in a season. It's been a rough go. It's been like 19 losses, 19 losses, now 21 losses, and we're still keeping Keats. It's hard for the fans to get into that. Like how, I mean, you can speak to it maybe a little bit from a Boston College basketball standpoint. How do you keep fans engaged or re-engaged when you have a coach not leaving? You don't. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you if if any of you guys have watched any BC basketball, you know, like you you turn on it and you're like, where are the fans? Where are the students? They're gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's so much other entertainment out there and NC State if they don't start winning soon. And I apologize for saying he was a good coach. I was thinking like the coach of Clemson. No, like, you're good. Um, but yeah, NC State fans are at home going, What the, what the hell is AJ talking <laughs> about? Um but you know, if you if you can't win consistently, the fans will stop showing up and they'll stop mm-hmm. supporting you. And that just it just starts the cycle, right? Because then the recruits see that and then they mm-hmm. don't want to come play there because no one's watching and right. you lose the esteem of your co- team. And as I said with BC, they have the stink around them. So yeah. NC State's going to be really careful here because, you know, they're a historical program, obviously, with a lot of success in their backgrounds. But is this the year they pull the trigger? Is this the year that they try to make that move? We'll have to wait and see. 
Man, I think they give him maybe 10 games. You got 10 or less to figure it out or else we're going to spend, you know, the majority of the season having an interim and figuring out who is going to be the next part of this NC State legacy. There's a lot of pressure on Coach Keats going into next season. And I think he knows that. I think he knows, like, he can say all day and spend it all day he wants talking about the administration, acknowledging how hard of a year it's been and losing Manny Bates and having the NCAA violations over your head. That's cool. Now what's your excuse going to next season? You better figure out how to get in that transfer portal, get guys to not only commit but stay because that's also been an issue, mm-hmm. and then figure out how to win. There's a lot of, lot of moving parts. Yeah, <laughs> you used absolutely. to be known for the ice cream, but now I'm like, okay, buddy, I want you to win some games just for your own sake, sake and sanity. So, right, yeah. right. It, yeah, I agree with you there. It's totally, it's totally tough. And then the final game that while we're recording, we don't have final scores, but it's looking pretty clear who the winner is going to be. Louisville is currently right now, as we're talking, 67 to 40 over Georgia Tech. Another team, I love Coach Passner, but man, it just get me to the end. Like, let's just, let's just try it again next year. Georgia Tech, it's been a rough one for sure. Yeah, and he would be a guy that you'd talk about being on the on the hot seat if he's just if he didn't win the ACC last year, you know. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so you know he's he, it's such a fluky year for him to have that mm-hmm. happen because like he would, you know, here you're talking about sandwiching some really bad years between like this really special year. So he's kind of bulletproof right now. But I it was funny. I was talking to my Louisville friend Matt McGavick who covers S uh, for SI and. Mm-hmm. The, the, the you know you're talking about where Louisville fans are at they're already checked out they they're mm. they just want the season to end they literally okay. want it to end so that they can find out who their next head coach is because they you know they're kind of holding off while yeah. this interim coach is doing his thing but they're going to have their win and you know i think that coaching search you know if they go with the guy from the the Knicks um it's, it's going to be an interesting to wa- interesting one to watch because Louisville I think is a program that is in dire need of a good hire because this is a program that has some good history, but they also have some really bad history stuff. Yeah. You know? Oh, With, a thousand percent. So <laughs> okay. they, they can't like, I, you know, when I was, I think we talked about it when, when they were talking about Bruce Pearl, I was like, Ugh. and you know, <laughs> you know, they got to find a guy that has a squeaky clean, clean image, but also is can win because it's been a while again for them. And this, this yeah. year has been uh, just another wasted year for the Cardinals. Right. I would love if, you know, Louisville messed around and won the whole damn thing only because <laughs> I would love to see what their fans would have to do. Like, okay, do you have to cheer for them again? Do you have to be celebratory? Like, what's your energy going to be? Messes around and finds its way in the finals. Like, can it, can totally. it be reinvigorated? Is the interim coach worthy of staying if you mess around and win something like this? I don't know. Probably not. Of course, you always have an interim for a tag for a reason, maybe. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see who they pick next. I don't think it'll be anybody. I think it's going to be like a young, fresh mind who's like a bit basketball whiz and yep. can prob- has probably won in the past and certainly is looking to help rebuild what Louisville has come to be or, you know, minus scandal, you know, really was one of the best schools in the country for so long. It's crazy how we look at Louisville now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So on Wednesday, we will also see Florida State take on Syracuse. That'll be at noon. That'll be our kickoff game. Florida State, I think, you know, listen, every time you talk about Florida State being out of it, they tell you why you should just maybe believe a little bit longer. (laughs) But Syracuse, they're also a team that loves a good tournament. So of this matchup, do you have anyone being the outright winner? 
Yeah, I got to go with Syracuse in this game. Um, okay. I know, you know, Florida State had a big win against Virginia. They beat, mm-hmm. you know, Notre Dame. I, I, I saw them get smoked by BC, and I was like, man, just like you said, like, <laughs> this team is dead. And, yeah. you know, it's just a, an off year. But, you know, when you have Leonard Hamilton as your coach, he, he can pull some magic out. But, you know, Syracuse, I, I, I like – I like their shooting. I, I like, you know, Joe Girard and Buddy Beheim, who just won the, you know, the scoring title for, uh, for, for the ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just too much there, but you never know. Florida state always has that tendency to muck things up and can uh, really slow down Syracuse's um, their offense. I'm trying to see if they actually beat them this year. Um, <laughs> Cause I didn't, I didn't have that in front of me, but uh, no, they, did. they did. They beat Syracuse earlier this year, 76, 70. There we go. So yeah. what do I know? But that was, <laughs> I, think that, I think that was when, you know, at the beginning of ACC play when Florida state was at the top of the conference. And then before mm-hmm. they kind of free fall with all their injuries. Um, but it's anyone's game and um, I'll go with Syracuse in this one, but I'll, 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 it'll be closer than many expect. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe err on the side of, you know, Leonard Hamilton's bench. But at the same time, Syracuse, Buddy Bayheim, knowing that this is probably the last time they'll play with the whole Bayheim family together, might as well throw it out and make it a good one. So I never count out anybody who is desperate for a win, and that's certainly what Syracuse is. But beyond that, I would love to know from AJ who he feels like is going to win the entire the entire kit and caboodle who's going to win the ac championship on the men's side but first as i had mentioned we have march madness and that means we've got brackets right so along with your standard brackets run your pool offers games game types like survivor or pick x they have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks all the stuff you won't find at espn or cbs so don't go for the usual go for the best go to run your pool Dot com. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at the cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, this episode is brought to you by Rock auto save time and money when using rock auto it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer they have everything you need brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet we encourage you to discover the your own auto part needs or your car part needs there by using rock auto they can help you and they can make sure that you are all set go explore their easy to use Website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. So we're wrapping up things here with AJ Black. We are landing this plane and we want to get our picks in. Who is going to win the entire thing for ACC Men's Basketball Tournament? Your champion is AJ. Duke. <laughs> Hate it had to be them, but you know, I, I picked them I, as well. I was told before this podcast I needed to, I was allowed to hate on Duke, but I'm looking at the bracket going, yeah. I mean, it's such a down year anyone could win. Right. I just... I mean, Duke gets the winner of Syracuse and Florida State. And hey, if if I'm talking, it, Syracuse could 
could stun Duke. But I, I think Duke will win past that. And then they're going to get, you know, the only other team that I really like, obviously, would be UNC or mm-hmm. Wake Forest. I think those are the other two that I I, I give a, I, a good chance at beating Duke. You know, if, if Wake Forest gets out there and, and scores a million points and can can do the thing, you know, maybe they have a chance. But I'm going to go with Duke on this one, and I hate myself for picking it. <laughs> you know, it's interesting to me. Everyone I talk to, nobody picks Notre Dame, and maybe Tyler Aki will next week. But nobody picks Notre Dame, and they are the number two team in this in these standings, and I'm saying maybe the books, maybe it's a little fluky over there in uh, uh, what is it called, South Bend. South Bend. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure that they're. I'm not sure that they're. I don't know how they got to be number two. I'm going to be honest. They squeaked out a couple wins, but I think that also goes to show just how blah this season was for all of us when it comes to ACC basketball. But you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll mess around and beat Duke, and they won't even be. Duke in the finals and it'll be a North Carolina and another Dame rehash from a couple years back. So I think I personally think UNC is going to struggle against Virginia one, because they're going to come off of this big win that it's hard to repeat something of that magnitude, but also because Virginia is not the team that they faced the first time out. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you back to the Notre Dame thing. Like, you know, when I, I, I see things a lot of times through the Maroon Gold lens. And the first game yeah. I watched of Notre Dame was watching them get smoked by, they got smoked by BC <laughs> and then BC goes to South Bend and almost beats them. Yeah. And, you know, so to see them as the number two seed after watching them do that, I was like, really? Right. Like, you know, that kind of just shows you where the conference, as you said, is. And it wouldn't be, and I, you know, I don't think it's fair, but this is how my brain works is, <laughs> you know, with Duke, I always, I always ex- assume you know, unless it's like a magical Duke team. And I don't think this is a magical Duke team um, that we're always good for some weird loss for coach K. It just seems like he always has that, like, you know, (laughs) the big, you know, the Stephen F Austin loss and um, those weird losses that he's had in the tournament. And I feel like this team is the perfect team for that to happen to. And maybe it'll be in the ACC tournament. Maybe it'll be the NCAA tournament. Uh, I don't know. And I, you know, uh, JJ, please don't kill me for saying all this stuff, but um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> JJ's a good Duke um, expert. He can talk without it being overtly, you know, Duke crazy, but you know, can still be reasonable. So, oh, okay. we appreciate him. We appreciate JJ for his nice commentary. If you didn't listen to yesterday's show, I encourage all of you fans who are, you know, subscribing to this podcast to make sure you hear a very nice and calm conversation between two rivals. It was a very UNC Duke show, but I'm trying to tell you, we came out with some good resolutions. So make sure you check that out. But also, when you just think about, you know, what this year has been, I would be totally fine if Clemson messes around, gets all the way, you know, close and ends up taking down Duke. Could be that rematch that they didn't get when they were at Cameron. So you never know. I'm I'm all for whatever could happen because I don't think that anybody has a sure thing. In this bad boy, but man, Duke, they, they need that for pride's sake. I would say that's why they're going to win. And I agree with you. I think just, the tag got to <laughs> the tagline of this tournament should be the ACC tournament. Let's get stupid. <laughs> Crazier things have happened. This is March. This is why we play. We've already seen, of course, if you watch ESPN on a um, cycle, you've seen some of the you know buzzer beaters and it's only the beginning of March, but oh, I think that's a new shot from last night. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
guy had three guys on him and he still hit it. Like that's in that's just how it's meant to be. But I I see more heartbreak like this happening, and I hate that. But I just thought, you know, you always just hope you're not the team on the other end. Oh yeah. Because when I saw the young man on the floor from Stephen, was it Stephen F. Austin? Was that? Um, uh, no, it was Furman. It no, was Furman. I got, my, I got my I got my purple confused. It was Furman, wasn't it? Furman. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Furman. And I saw him on the floor. I was like, God. That's just that that's gonna be his testimony later, but man, that has got to just suck. I don't even know how mm-hmm. to like how do you rally after that, but no. Anyway, we can go on and on about buzzer beaters. But AJ, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? Yeah, absolutely. You could check me out on Locked On Boston College. Do that every single day. We're talking football, spring football, recruiting. Um, all sorts of good stuff. You can find that wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube, hit that subscribe button on YouTube for that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at AJ black underscore BC. And I'm the editor and publisher bcbolton.com where I cover everything. Boston college. If you want to learn more about the Eagles, come check it out. No doubt. Thank you, AJ. Make sure you guys check out also the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. I'll have a NFL Draft prospect interview dropping tomorrow. It'll be a nice little surprise for you, so make sure you check that out. One of your favorite schools. I'll give you a hint. It's Virginia, and he's a really good interview. I'm just saying he might have a job you know, here at Locked on Podcast Network when he's done with this bad boy, but we appreciate always when you guys listen to the podcast across the Locked on Podcast Network. They're available everywhere, but make sure you make Locked on ACC your first listen for Candace Cooper and AJ 